The war movie is a time-honored tradition. The first ever Academy Award for Best Picture went to the World War I film Wings back in 1929. And of course, every war film had actors tasked with portraying the soldiers fighting those wars. Over the years, there have been horror stories of the rigorous training actors endured to bring some of these heroic performances to life. For some, that training was solely to play a character convincingly. For others, the training was so transformative it made them feel like they were actual soldiers. Writer-director Ben Stiller wanted to parody the ego and delusion this training brought to some self-important performers, ultimately making the 2008 action comedy Tropic Thunder arguably one of the funniest films of the 21st century, if not all time. However, getting this Hollywood satire made was a challenging mission. Grab a can of booty sweat and find out what the fuck happened to this movie. In 1987, Ben Stiller was still an up-and-coming young actor when he landed a minor role in the Steven Spielberg war drama Empire of the Sun. He learned that many of the movie's performers had gone through a boot camp to prepare, and they came back saying it was the hardest thing they had ever experienced and that they felt like real soldiers afterward. Stiller found the self-serious attitude to be absolutely hilarious, and he jotted down an idea about actors going away to a mock boot camp and coming home with post-traumatic stress disorder. That idea would lay dormant for years, as Stiller continued to build his name and reputation in Hollywood as a filmmaker with an eye for offbeat material like The Ben Stiller Show and the underappreciated dark comedy The Cable Guy. At the same time, he was also becoming one of the biggest comedy stars in the world in front of the camera, with There's Something About Mary, Zoolander, and the Meet the Parents franchise. Eventually, Stiller would circle back to his war movie idea and approached screenwriter and actor Justin Thoreau to help him flesh out the concept into a full-on satire about Vietnam war movies like Full Metal Jacket, Apocalypse Now, Platoon, The Deer Hunter, and Rambo. With a completed script by Stiller, Thoreau, and Idiocracy co-writer Eaton Cohen, it was time to cast the actors who would play the actors. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude! What? For the lead character of action star Tug Speedman, who was based on a young Sylvester Stallone, Stiller originally wanted Keanu Reeves. Stiller had initially planned to take the less demanding role of Tug's agent Rick Pecker Peck, but eventually decided to take on the lead role himself. He turned to his close friend Owen Wilson for the agent role. Sadly, just before shooting was set to begin, Wilson was hospitalized after a reported suicide attempt. Not long after, Matthew McConaughey would replace Wilson in the part. Stiller would approach Tom Cruise for the project after building a good relationship with the A-list star over the years with his spot-on impression. Cruise loved the original draft, but he wondered what the movie studio heads would be doing while everything was going down with the disastrous film within the film. So he created the character of Les Grossman, heavily basing it on both Harvey Weinstein and former Paramount executive Sumner Redstone who, perhaps not coincidentally, had just recently terminated the studio's long-running relationship with the actor. There has been speculation that producers Scott Rudin and Stiller's business partner Stuart Kornfeld were also influences. Stiller later said that adding the Les Grossman scenes fixed the script's plot holes, and admitted the entire character was almost 100% Tom Cruise, from the attitude and appearance, including his giant meaty hands, to his love of Diet Coke and dance moves. The original intent was to keep Cruz's appearance a secret until audiences saw him in theaters. But unfortunately, during production, a grainy picture made it online, showing what appeared to be Cruz in the full makeup. Cruz was reportedly furious about the leak and threatened legal action to get the images removed. 
That must have worked, since some opening weekend audiences were shocked that the repugnant movie mogul was played by none other than Tom Cruise. After getting the blessing of acting legend Al Pacino to name the movie's rap star character Al Pacino, Stiller approached most deaf for the role. However, the hip-hop star departed over the classic good old creative differences. Stiller would then approach up-and-coming comedian Kevin Hart, who turned it down. Stiller ultimately cast Brandon T. Jackson after his 13th audition for the film. The character of drugged-up comedian Jeff Portnoy was allegedly based on the late great Chris Farley. The role was written with only one person in mind, Jack Black, who Stiller had previously directed in The Cable Guy. Black originally rejected the part because he did not want to dye his hair blonde, but Stiller eventually convinced him, although Black has maintained that coloring his hair was his least favorite aspect of the role. At the time the film was being put together, Robert Downey Jr. had yet to make one of the biggest comebacks in Hollywood history. Downey had just wrapped production on Marvel's Iron Man when Stiller approached him about the role of five-time Academy Award winner Kirk Lazarus, who undergoes a controversial pigment alteration to portray Staff Sergeant Lincoln Osiris in the movie within the movie. Downey thought it was the stupidest idea he had ever heard, to which Stiller replied, Yeah, I know, isn't it great? Downey was reluctant to take the potentially incendiary part at first, but ultimately saw the potential in satirizing actors who go to such extremes for their roles. He said that after reading the script, he felt better about the character, realizing it was not going to be some C. Thomas Howell soul man type of situation. He did make one major change. Lazarus was originally written as Irish, but Downey said that he had perfected his Australian accent while making Oliver Stone's natural-born killers, and he felt he could more easily improv using that accent. According to Downey, his violence-prone, hard-partying method performance was based on a mix of Russell Crowe, Daniel Day-Lewis, and Colin Farrell. Downey apparently even took Kirk Lazarus's advice of not breaking character until the DVD commentary by doing the Tropic Thunder cast commentary track in character right up until the end credits. Stiller would fill out the remaining cast with grizzled Hollywood veteran Nick Nolte as the fraudulent four-leaf Tayback as well as a who's who of rising comedic talent, like Danny McBride as explosives expert and pyromaniac Cody, Bill Hader as Les Grossman's right-hand man, Steve Coogan as doomed director Damian Cockburn, and Jay Baruchel as fresh-faced actor and Blu-ray advocate Kevin Sandusky. Reggie Lee and Brandon Su Hu, in his first ever film, would play the leaders of the Flaming Dragon Gang, who are massive fans of Tug Speedman's Simple Jack. Production on Tropic Thunder would begin in July 2007 and end up going for 13 weeks, with the opening action sequence taking up three weeks alone. The massive napalm explosion, which could only be attempted one time using 12 cameras, would require over 450 feet of explosives using over a thousand gallons of fuel, resulting in a mushroom cloud that reached 350 feet in the air. Stiller said he wanted all of the explosions in the film to feel real but be comically exaggerated. Or, as he phrased it, things, things can, can be funny, funny and blow, and up, blow too. up too. Thanks to the Hawaiian Islands tax credit for film productions, shooting mainly took place on Kauai, and at the time, Tropic Thunder was the largest film production ever to film on the island, which was also used for movies like South Pacific and Jurassic Park. But things would go about as smoothly as Damien Cockburn's calamitous first week. Volatile weather would wreak havoc on the production schedule, as would the rough terrain where they were shooting, which made it a challenge to get equipment in and out of locations. Oscar-winning cinematographer John Toll, who had shot Braveheart and The Thin Red Line, struggled to match light during the opening three weeks because of the constant weather changes. On top of the forces of nature, the production presented other difficulties. 
Robert Downey Jr.'s makeup, done by the legendary Rick Baker, took two hours to apply each day. Although that seemed to be time well spent, as Brandon T. Jackson said that when his mom visited the set, she actually mistook the in-character Downey to be actor Don Cheadle. Meanwhile, during a scene when Jack Black jumped into a foxhole, he landed on his M60 and bruised his ribs, resulting in severe pain when breathing for several weeks. Other members of the crew were hospitalized with centipede bites, and there was a constant fear on set of contracting the leptospirosis virus. At the end of the production, Stiller gave the cast and crew shirts that said, I survived Ben Stiller's comedy death camp. The infamous fake opening trailers were the last things to be shot, with Tobey Maguire coming on board as a favor to Stiller and his Wonder Boys co-star Robert Downey Jr. His participation was so last minute that he only had two hours to shoot his cameo in the Satan's Alley trailer. Brandon T. Jackson filmed his booty sweat commercial on Thanksgiving morning before flying home to be with his family for the holiday. With principal photography complete, it was time for Stiller to assemble his first cut of the movie, which turned out to be an epic three and a half hours long. The studio, obviously, informed him it needed some serious cuts, but Stiller felt there was only around 20 minutes that could actually go. Ultimately, he was able to get the runtime down to a 107-minute theatrical cut, with a 120-minute director's cut released on home video. The first trailer for Tropic Thunder was released in April 2008, but it drew criticism online for supposedly looking exactly like the type of movie they were trying to parody. The studio held over 250 test screenings, including ones at military bases. Stiller, Downey, and Black would promote the film with appearances on American Idol and the MTV Movie Awards. Paramount produced actual cans of the Booty Sweat Energy Drink, which can now be found on eBay. It was also around this time that controversy began to erupt, although not for the reason you might think. The studio created various tie-in websites for the fake actors in their various movies, in particular the Tug Speedman film Simple Jack, about an intellectually challenged farmhand. After numerous complaints over the depiction of mental disability, the studio took down the website. The filmmakers invited a number of vocal detractors to a screening, but still received negative feedback to the film's use of the R-word. Stiller and co-writer Eaton Cohen said that of the numerous test screenings they held, everyone seemed to understand the context was not to make fun of the handicapped, but to point out the preposterous lengths some actors would go for awards recognition. Still, offended parties lined the streets to protest the movie's world premiere. As a result, the studio altered some of the advertising, but stood by the film, releasing a statement saying it was an R-rated comedy that satirizes Hollywood and its excesses, and makes its point by featuring inappropriate and over-the-top characters in ridiculous situations. Tropic Thunder was originally slated for a mid-July release, but was moved to August when the studio saw that other R-rated comedies like The 40-Year-Old Virgin and Superbad had strong financial performances during that month. When it opened on August 13, 2008, Tropic Thunder would end the Dark Knight's four-week run atop the box office, opening with $25.8 million. The film would remain in first place for three consecutive weeks, ultimately ending its big-screen run with nearly $200 million worldwide, off a considerable cost of $92 million, and it later amassed over $50 million from its home video release. VHS. Critics would praise the film as great satire that perfectly skewered Hollywood with particular praise heaped upon the performances of Stiller, Black, Cruz, and Downey. The studio even made an awards season push, including ads for actor Kirk Lazarus. 
Ultimately, the film would end up nominated for numerous awards, including a Golden Globe nod for Tom Cruise and an Oscar nomination for Robert Downey Jr.'s supporting role. And most importantly, it would win the coveted Joe Blow Golden Schmo Award for Best Comedy. Cruise's grotesque studio tyrant made such an impression, he even reprised the character to show off his moves with Jennifer Lopez at the 2010 MTV Movie Awards. Of course, we live in a different world now than we did just 15 years ago, and some aspects of the film have become ripe for online outrage and clickbait. The movie's use of blackface has been taken to task, along with the scene discussing how you should never go for retard. Even Tom Cruise's hilarious performance as an evil movie producer came under fire by some who called it anti-Semitic. For their part, the cast and crew have taken these criticisms in stride, reiterating that the film is an outlandish and self-deprecating take on Hollywood, and that those who don't get the joke probably never will. Tropic Thunder was a film that could have been a parody unto itself, but in the surefire hands of a comedic genius like Ben Stiller, the film became a hit with audiences and critics alike. Controversies aside, the film has only gained popularity over the years, with Entertainment Weekly naming it one of the 25 best comedies of the last 25 years. It helped solidify Robert Downey Jr.'s career resuscitation with an Oscar-nominated performance. There have even been ongoing rumors of a Les Grossman spin-off film, with Tom Cruise most recently discussing it while promoting Top Gun Maverick. As with many films, it had its difficulties making its way to the big screen. But it was all worth it in the end, as Tropic Thunder remains one of the best comedies ever made. Let us know your thoughts. Leave a comment in the comments. And thanks for watching.